0: Hello and welcome to another installment of Tht Tutors Tent Talks. How you doing today, Jock? I'm doing well, brother. How are you? Man, I'm doing. I'm doing great. You know, we just just out here filming, growing. I got a reset going on, so you know, guys. Just a reminder: Tent Talk is a weekly show where we share our opinions and knowledge from our grows. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to leave a review. We would really appreciate it. In this episode, Jock's going to start us out with talking about his recent teardown of the unfortunate run, and then I'm going to get into a couple of changes I'm going to be making to my tent for next grow, and as always, just a short little outdoor update to bring it all together at the end. So, started out, you know, I saw a few of the pictures, saw a few of the videos, I don't think you posted anything, I think you just personally sent them to some friends, but that looked pretty crazy. That was a lot of, let me tell you, that was a lot of bud to take down and not to smoke. So tell the viewers, tell the listeners, what did you end up doing, you know, deciding to do and, and efficiently taking that down?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely a lot to take down, Probably I was thinking about like two hours and I kind of just, I wasn't, I was pretty carefree taking them down. So I kind of was chopping down each branch one by one and just basically throwing it on the floor. and then from there I was just taking all the nug off with all the mold on it to basically put in my compost pile just so I could just I guess not completely waste all the nutrients that came off of those buds even if I'm not smoking them. so did yeah. that took all the buds off of the stems so I just had a bunch of stems. Probably lost like pound and pound pound and a half bud. Uh, Mm -hmm. maybe more honestly i don't know
0: it was a decent amount yeah it was it was (laughs) it was a good amount of blood for sure and real quick tell the viewers when you called me right before you did it we had a conversation of like you are composting it you were gonna want it to be really small so it's not stinky for a really long time you know Mm -hmm. like Nobody wants a stinky compost pile, all right? Like, you yeah. already have that that stuff building up manure as it is, right? All that random shit on there. And now you're going to just add, like, stank dank on top of that? That's not yeah. going to be very nice. So just tell the viewers real quick, because it might help some viewers out in the future if this ever happens to them. You had this kind of tech you did, let me put it that way, that you did with the scissors. Let us know about that one. Yeah, so instead of, like,
1: actually, like fully closing all the scissors, I was kind of just scraping the scissors down the stem and kind of just mm-hmm. aggressively taking everything off the stem in kind of like one fluid motion. One fell swoop. Yeah, exactly, because I was trying to do it nicely and taking the buds off nice to begin with, and it was just extremely time-consuming. So made it a lot more time-efficient to just swoop it, like Noah said, just one solid motion, just straight through it. Just to get the actual nugs to just come off and make everything small, like you said, just and to make it easier.
0: Did you ever run into sticky scissors? Because you were pretty late in flour, and I feel like you still have. <laughs> well, yeah, right, oh yeah, my scissors. Oh, my
1: gunked up like hundred percent, like gunked, like like probably can't even open close them type deal. So yeah, I mean, it was definitely it was stinky too. You know, when those trikes start popping with the scissors rubbing against them, it was. It was definitely loud, but you know it is what it is. So that was the end of that. Put it in my compost pile. Called it a day. Just tried to focus on the clones. Clones aren't looking too hot. So yeah, about we're about to ask real the quick.
0: you have the pride and joy, the number 6. So you you wanted to do basically next run, we were talking earlier, you wanted to do the same thing you did this run monocrop the number six yeah. so basically my question is do you have enough clones to just go straight into another run right now or are you gonna have to wait and kind of do that process that old process of momming them out and then <laughs> waiting for the clones and stuff like no, that no but i not have to mom them out i
1: only had four of them i only have four of them so definitely gonna have to mom some and then take clones off the moms and then wait for that to happen but honestly I'm not against it like I'm, I'm pretty pretty for it it's not it's not too bad plus I mean it'll help the weather come down in temperature yeah. a little bit um it was like, we should take be good the time
0: right now during the summer and, and just yeah let, exactly yeah let the environment do what it does and so you're not working as hard when the when the winter comes or when the uh, fall comes I mean
1: exactly that's it's kind of the plan here so yeah I'm basically setting everything up I'm gonna have to get everything cleaned and get everything set up just to like kind of shut it down for a little while and see what I decide to do next with this number six. I'm not sure what I plan on doing yet, but...
0: This actually goes into what I was going to talk about a little bit later towards the end. But Since I am resetting my grow, and since you just actually talked about this, you talked about cleaning, and I wanted to talk real quick to the growers, especially the beginner guys. When I was a beginner, I never cleaned. And there are so many problems in your grow that you, they don't have to happen, basically. Right. You, you, you don't have to deal with them in the future if you just clean. If you have my uh, ginormous plants and then halfway through the grow, you got pests and you're spraying all this random stuff and you want to get, you know, everything cleaned up and get all the, bu- the, the dead bugs or whatever out of it. You know how hard that is with humongous plants. So. Here's another thing, you know, I I've been working today. I think I took about three hours and I'm just cleaning everything down. And I'll talk about it in a little bit, but I had a little idea about, you know, changing the grow up. Just, you know, things that you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that. And then you make it just that much more efficient because you're looking at everything, you're close to everything. You're not just staring at plants now. You're looking at how how is my systems looking? How is everything looking? It gives you a moment of peace as a grower. Some of us want super quick flips where we're oh man, I'm going to get plants in this in in two days and I'm going to, you know, clean it all up and blah, blah, blah. But It's like, it's, it's, I think personally, especially as home growers, it's easier to just say, Hey, this next week, my goal is to just do a really, really deep cleaning, whether that's taking everything down, taking everything apart, getting the tent all cleaned up, you know, literally taking that the skeleton of a part of the tent and cleaning all that stuff down, getting inside of the pipes. I mean, people don't think about this stuff, but if, a tiny little bug wants to get inside of there and it's nice and wet and humid, man, that's a, that's a bad disaster waiting to happen. So what are are your ideas, Jock? Yeah.
1: Like you said, I mean, cleaning is, it's not, it's not the funnest step, but it's definitely the best preventative step to take if you're trying to stay, you know, sterile in your environment. So I'm definitely going to do a little bit of research I'm not even
0: going to say sterile, man. Like, like if you're organic guys and and you can keep your no till bed and still, I'm not saying you got to bleach everything and, and sterilize everything. I'm saying sometimes cleanliness doesn't have to necessarily mean sterile. Like we can talk about just cleaning up all the soil that fell out of the pots we can talk about cleaning up the walls just wiping them down with with something like iso or you know that's going to kill everything but you could even do something like a a cheaper household cleaner you could do a, a cheaper soap type of product this mm-hmm. is the one castile soap i think is what what all these organic guys use for ipm so you can use it to clean too guys you can just clean your walls off get everything nice and clean it's like you know take take that extra step mm-hmm. and i think your next grow you're not going to have the problems even in organics
1: yeah i mean i was i was speaking sterile more for for my circumstance you know since i had the yeah. mold so like i definitely, definitely. want to sterilize everything mm-hmm. it's definitely not going to stay that way that's for sure because there's shit growing everywhere there's bugs you know but Before just for
0: you too real quick i i want to just damn i i'm forgetting the name of the actual company right now but there is a company out there you can just look them up and they're actually they're basically like gas little gas things and you leave them in your room for 12 hours and they kill all the spores and they're super cheap they're like five bucks on amazon and you can grab them and you tear open the bag and you just leave it there for 12 hours and it kills everything and that's not necessarily going to make everything clean but especially if you're worried about mold or, or powdery mildew or something like that that's just an extra, again, just an extra step. 100%. So,
1: I mean, that's basically what's going on in my grow. Let's let's get into your grow. I mean, we're speaking about cleaning my grow, like you said, and you are, I think you posted some stuff on, on the Instagram stories about cleaning your grow and setting your mm-hmm. grow up for the next run since you just finished yours. Yeah. So why don't you break down a little bit of how you cleaned your grow and, and I guess what you're, what you're doing differently this time from last time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I simply took everything down. I didn't really plan on taking my fans down. I was going to run again. It's a similar product to the one I was just talking about. It just comes in a bottle instead of coming in a kind of a thing you set overnight. Us us intense, we can just kind of spray something on our fan, sterilize the area, make sure that all the bacteria and all the the fungal growth, you know, the spores and stuff are, are really low inside of that. But I wanted to take down my a drain tray is something I always recommend people to clean between every run, especially if you're running cocoa like me. You're gonna have a lot of cocoa. That cocoa is going to break down. That breakdown is going to look kind of gross, and it's gonna cause some weird, some weird film if you just continue to let it grow and grow and grow. Uh, then leaves, leaves are gonna fall. It doesn't matter if you're in rock wool. It doesn't matter what you're in. You're gonna have leaves fall. Those might clog up your drain. So just keeping those those drain trays clean is gonna be awesome. The smaller circulating fans. That is a huge change I'm making this next grow. Is I'm not using any of those six-inch fans anymore. I'm moving them all to either the veg tent or under that tent into that tiny little cubby space that I have. I don't think I need them. We'll see if I'm right or I'm wrong. But I think I got my laminar flow kind of on point after the mistakes I made last grow, and actually using six-inch fans. I think this next grow, not using them people will see kind of what I'm talking about from the story in the future as well. So.
1: hell yeah, yeah. that's super interesting, especially because there's so many ways to utilize your fans. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see how you change up your airflow, your circulation for the indoor plants. But how are those outdoor plants doing? I know last time you said one of them was probably on the verge of getting eaten. Um, so tell us a little bit about those outdoors.
0: Yeah, I think I posted a video today about that one and just a little quick update on them. And five of them are going pretty nuts right now. They're doing really, really well. They're praying, they're looking nice. A couple little bites off of here and there of them. But other than that, they're really healthy. One of them has a wasp. That's kind of, I think it's kind of taking refuge to get water and stuff on it, but it's also defending it because you know they have kind of a symbiotic relationship. And then the other couple... There's one doing really well, I kind of have two rows and on one row there's only three alive and one of them's gonna die. Whereas the row of five, all of them are doing really good. Again, I can't say is that genetic, is that soil? There's only one of the strains on the row that's doing well that is the strains that have been dying. For the people that are wondering, I've, I've repeated it multiple times, but all the strains that are dying are the exact same strain from clone, the exact same clone, they're a GMO papaya cut, that I, I grew seeds out of. It was one of the first seeds I popped when I moved to Michigan. They're not doing well outside. They don't like it, whether it's the soil, whether it's it's when I transplant them, whether it's the environment, they just don't like it. So they're, they're kind of showing me that. But I mean, a lot of people know the Midwest is getting a, a good rainy season right now in July. I haven't had to water them at all. They're all doing really happy. And same with my garden, my home garden. I haven't had to water that. In I don't know how long. I just got all the tomatoes i got them like trellised up today you know staked up trellised up i don't have those like round trellises so we just staked them up and kind of tied tied our own little makeshift trellis around them but those you know same with my home garden outdoors the midwest is is very very nice to the people who plant here i think like just environmentally mm-hmm. so that's why i i do always make that argument especially when, with my cannabis that's dying it's like i'm not in colorado bro it's not because it's super dry and, and like, oh, that that terrible Colorado's silty, sandy soil. No, it's it's like I'm out in the Midwest where soil's made to grow crops and the environment's built to to handle them. Um, so or they're mel- they're built to handle the environment. I don't know, vice versa. Uh, so,
1: yeah, I mean, it's super interesting seeing each each strain,
0: each phenotype
1: and how how environments are different, especially And the ones that you plant them in and and what they get uh, accustomed to and stuff like that.
0: Definitely epigenetics, man. I mean, epigenetics plays a huge role. And that's why outdoor plants will always look like outdoor plants. And you can't necessarily make an indoor plant look like an outdoor plant. I'm not going to say that the plant knows that it's growing indoor, but the plant like it, it just will it gets used to uh, the indoor temperatures
1: and indoor. it'll act differently. Yeah, the, yeah,
0: it'll just act different. And that's for the simple, for lack of a lack, lack of a better term, that's epigenetics, man. That's just if I have the same cultivar I have is going to do different in my environment than it did yours. And I, all the viewers are going to see that with mm-hmm. the number 11. And hopefully if we can get that number six out here, they're all going to see with the number six, it's going to be totally different. And whether that's bud structure, whether that's smell, whether that's taste, whether that's actual just full growth of the plant maybe it stretches more in my environment than it does yours who knows 100 yeah i definitely hope we can get some number six out there
1: that shit would be super cool hopefully we can keep these these plants going i mean that's all i have for today Noah. what about you brother
0: yes sir i mean till next week i got more updates coming i think i'm, I'm battling right now whether i'm gonna do a short I'm going to like kind of gung ho it and go for a really short clone and just try to flower out. Or if I'm going to kind of, I want to do some bricks testing. I haven't really, I've used refractometer a few times, but I've never really gotten fully into bricks testing and all that type of jazz. So I want to do that already from friends and from myself. I know that Athena does not test high with bricks. So I kind of want to see, I kind of know why that is. But in terms of uh, genetic expression, I want to see what the difference is with my strains running a higher brick fertigation plant, basically.
1: Hell yeah. Well, I definitely look forward to seeing those differences in what you're going to be testing. But yeah, I mean, that about wraps it up. So I mean, grower love to all that made it to this point. And thank you guys for listening to the weekly checkup of our grows. Uh, make sure you guys go follow the Instagram at THC Tutors and leave a like on our most recent posts. Uh, And remember, we have 10 Talks up every Sunday. So grow your love. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Grow your love, guys. Yeah, appreciate you. Peace out. All right. Peace, guys.